Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Fresh from this year's Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters National Conference. The conference, eh? The Conference of Broadcasters. Now, was it anything like the... um the convention episode of The Office. It was exactly like the convention episode so of The Office. did you um, cultivate new leads? I cultivated uh, new leads. I gathered new swag. Oh, stuff we all get. Oh, no, I meant like cheap weed. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, did you also meet Jerome Bettis? I did. Yeah. Oddly enough, he was there. And he does hate to fly. He does. He does hate to fly. That's why they call him... The bus. The bus. The bus. Exactly. Thank you. Do you know why they actually called him that? Uh, Because he is massive and will run your ass over if you get in his way. 100% correct. I had no idea, but why else would you call a man a bus? You used deductive reasoning, as it it were. It was that, or I do not have proper change to ride him, and I don't know enough about him for that to be the answer. That's fair. That is fair. We watched multiple trailers today, everybody. I've realized how often we watch trailers for movies I will never see. Most of them, I can guarantee. You know what's funny is I used to think that it was equal parts. Like, we were equally as unlikely to see everything. Yeah. Now I'm realizing that I'm a little bit more likely to see something than you are. Many times. Many times. There's a lot, especially because, like, we watched two horror trailers today. Yes. And and I'm not going to probably watch both of those. I won't watch either of them. I will read the wikis. I love to read the wikis of horror movies. Is it wiki horror? No, I don't. No, just Wikipedia. Wiki horror is terrifying. Wikipedia <laughs> is fun. So they're different things. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I um, uh, do. I, I do often, especially actually the ones that I read lately have been. Wiki uh, horror is really just wiki feet. <laughs> <laughs> I watch. I like to read the. I've read the uh, wikis on uh, some of the Jordan Peele films. Because they're such psychological films, and that fascinates me. I love, I love the way uh, movies like was it them us? What's the one about the alternate family? Us. us us. That that trailer you may remember really creeped my ass out. Yeah. But that idea of a doppelganger, even a twisted <laughs> doppelganger, is such a fascinating idea. Absolutely. It's why the mirror episode of Star Trek persists so well. Don't know it. I know, but some of our viewers do. Sure. Uh, and still, how are you guys watching us, viewers? That's weird. Yeah, that's true. Just get out of the window. Yeah, it, honestly, where? Yeah. How did you get cameras in my home? Not okay. Um, nice floors, by the way. Thank you. We've uh, we've upgraded here at the at the Zampino household slash uh, LLA Ministry Studio. Yeah, nice new floors. Beautiful new desk for your uh, deskin. I have uh, I've been blessed by uh, having an amazing space of my own in this house. Yeah, that I've made this recording studio and. Uh, yeah, I was able to. We we did the whole we did the whole bottom floor of the house. Yeah, we did, redid the floors. That's great. Uh, but I also got myself a new desk upgraded yeah. for the studio, uh, looking a little nicer. You used to have a dresser, like a repurposed dresser. In it here. wasn't just a straight up dresser that was sort of doubling as a desk. Yeah. Now, where is that dresser now? It's in the closet, being used as for its actual purpose. Behind me. That's correct. Holding clothes. That's correct. Dressing. That's correct. Wow. I know. Good stuff. 
That's neat. Uh, that's a stage of adulthood when you use furniture for its intended purpose. It's a real stage of adulthood when I could not fucking wait to just show everyone pictures of my floor. Yeah, yeah. Look at my floor. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, look at my floor. That's a thing. If you'd have told 23-year-old Zampino that one day I'd be like anxiously going to my coworkers to show them pictures of my floor on my phone. You would not have reached 24. I called you a fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> you would have just you would have ended it all right then. That's right. Would have been excited about a floor. Uh, that's where I am though. I'm so excited about it. Uh mostly because our flooring was very old. It was from the original the the, the original flooring of the house, wood flooring, which could be very nice, but it had, you know, it's got a, a hundred years or so of existence on it. Yeah. Um, so it was like literally splintering in some spots to the point where uh, I had not walked barefoot in my home in multiple years because of the splinters. Yeah. I got one in my bottom of my foot so bad one night. I mean, it, it was less a splinter and more a giant shard of wood. Yeah. That's, that's in my thing. foot. Yeah. In the end, and it, it hurt a lot. For a long time, because it went way up in the bottom of my foot. As Her. long as the tip is pointy enough, anything could be a splinter. That's what she said. A, yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. A spear is technically a splinter. Sure, sure, sure. Just the big it's a very fucking big splinter. splinter. Yeah. Uh, and tweezers ain't going to get that out. No, they're not. No no, 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 no. You need a buddy. I did not need tweezers. I was able to pull the whole goddamn thing out with my hand. Because it was a plank. Yeah, I was you able to like, plank wrap most of my hand around yeah. it. Yeah. You got a tree. You got a small tree in your foot. It was bad news, man. Small tree. Yeah, I'm sure there's some people cringing right now because that's a terrible story. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that story. Anywho, uh, yeah, so men, of these three trailers we watched today... Men are scary. There is one that you are far more likely to see than I am. Yes. The other two I am more likely Yes, because one is terrifying only in its dumb absurdity, mm -hmm. and that's the one that you're not on board with. Yeah, well, it's, I just don't care. Yeah, it's, it's not mine. It's not, not Well, I have been in a while. What we're talking about is the new version of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Correct. the old... Uh, Cartoon Network uh, was Adult, Swim. Adult Swim show uh, that is now get, being brought back as Aqua Donk Side Piece. Uh, and that's always kind of been the Aqua Teen thing is they kept changing the name and, and fucking taking themselves as not seriously as possible has kind of been their MO for minute Which one. Which I'm, I'm for that. Yeah. I'm all on board for that. I they like have that. embraced absurdity since the very beginning. Um, but, uh, um, and I, I, I fell off. Uh, I watched him in college. Yeah. College is prime absurdity time. Now, I have seen lots of bits of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. I've probably seen maybe five or six full episodes yeah. in their entirety. Sure. But I've seen lots of bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, I've seen some stuff that I did think was funny. But overall, it just for it was one of those things that just the comedy wasn't for me. It's it's a repeater comedy. It's, very much. It's very much one of those things that takes on a life of its own when you quote it with your buddies. Right. Uh, my and I understand that. I have definitely have things that I right think. For example, uh, there was a couple of Kyle Mooney's old YouTube videos before yeah. he was on SNL. Yeah. That my friend Chris and I. Uh, shout out Chris Hicks. What's up, buddy? Uh, oh. We used to quote incessantly and yeah. just 
And no one else thought it was as funny as we did. Well, and take our well, own show. Well, some people did, obviously, because he's on SNL now. We, we, <laughs> we get very dumb around here. We, we Super we, dumb. We get absurd, and we just have fun with it, and that's that's a, that's its own style sometimes. It's true. But for the folks that are like, oh, this episode of OLA is not working for me, I get it. Oh, yeah. You're we cool. are not. We're not for everybody. But I'll tell you, like, you know, even years after college, uh, my co-host over at the People First the Paper podcast, Mr. Brian Sittler, and I will still quote Carl from mm-hmm. the Aqua Teen Show. And make each other laugh. Now, I will say that they did very cool things with the animation style. Yeah. But that quotability really kept, kept it alive for us. So, and that's one reason why I'm kind of curious to see this. Is like, yeah. It looks like it'll be fun. Get some new quotes out of it. They immediately show us some Master Shake and, and, and Carl. So you see some of these absurd characters, which is yeah. great. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what's... I don't know the name of the, um, the, the, the metal bird monster or whatever that we saw at the end there but he's a recurring character from the show as well oh yeah and he always speaks in that kind of like intense robotic robotic yeah. narration kind of style but it's good uh, stuff weird but good yeah no i we walked around uh we walked around cosmo cafe uh saying bingels uh all the fucking time yeah and that's from a very obscure uh, oh common we also used to uh we also used to incessantly watch Copper Cap videos. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't know Copper Cap. Uh, the, the Gingers Have Souls kid. Okay. No, I don't you know that. The one that they made fun of on South Park? No, no, no. Oh, man. Okay, so this kid, he he originally got like internet famous because he made a video uh-huh. talking about how he was mad at the South Park episode where they said gingers don't have souls. Okay. And um, he's got like a little bit of like a lisp, and he's... Um, He's like really over animated and angry, and it's super fucking funny. Mm. Um, not like he's not trying to be funny, but it's very fucking funny. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so he proceeded to put out like a bunch of YouTube videos for a long time that was all along the same theme, you know, just him ranting and raving about some such bullshit. Okay. Um, and we thought they were the fucking funniest thing in the world, and we would play them in the middle of the fucking kitchen, like. We're working, so we're not, like, watching it. We're essentially listening to this fucking kid, like, ranting and raving. One of my favorites was uh, he was, like, getting famous, and some, like, company sent him, like, a weed pipe. Okay. And he's like, I'll fucking smoke weed. And he, like, throws it on the ground, and it doesn't break. It, like, bounces into the grass, and it's just so goddamn funny. (laughs) But, yeah, we would quote that shit, like, all the fucking time. Or, like, the uh, the old video. You're not God. (laughs) You heard the uh, the talking out of cups video? Oh yeah, Remember yeah, that yeah, one? yeah, yeah. That one used to be another thing that was, it was just absurd oh, and yeah. silly. Mm-hmm. But quoting it, a little racist, a, a little racist, a little kind of a lot racist, kind in, of in a lot racist. Yeah, but um, uh, at the time we were we were a little we were a little a uh, little angrier people, and um, uh, the quotability of that is what really gave it its life. The video itself is uh, weird. What about the uh, um, uh, unforgivable? The guy in the woods talking about. Uh, I don't know that one. Took a Chick Fil A. Told her, give me chicken sandwiches and waffle fries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For free. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I, "Who is this motherfucker?" She said, "That's my brother." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Aqua Teen's one of those. Aqua yeah, Teen's you for know, sure. So you either you either get caught up in that zeitgeist or you don't. And you and were, that's probably what happened to me was that like yeah. when I started seeing it, I was too far behind. Oh, you know, comedy podcasts are like that by and large, not even just us. Uh, take uh, one we've mentioned on the show before, My Brother, My Brother and Me. Yeah, You're a big fan of that one. With They get absurd a lot. Did you listen to the last episode? No, because I can't stand it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> That's they my talked. point. Is you, you love this, and I've listened they to a couple of them. They brought up Gumby, though, they and br- spoke oh. about Gumby 
at length, they are stealing our fucking ideas. <laughs> it was... No, no, no. There's no fucking way in hell they heard us because it was completely added on a, in a different context. But uh, it was pretty fucking wild. Really? When all of a sudden, the very week that we entitle an episode, we need to talk about Gumby. <laughs> They're talking um, about it. Yeah. That's great. It was pretty crazy. But uh, no, I've the, the, the a lot of people think that's a great show. It and it's is got a great a gr- show. Uh, no, no, you're totally wrong. But it's got a, it's got a great cast. Um uh I'm telling the see, I didn't say Aqua Teen was a bad show. Damn I it. just said it's not for Damn me. Damn it. I caught it as I said it, but I was you hoping you wouldn't catch that. <laughs> okay, yes, it's a good show that I just don't enjoy. Fine. Fine. I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Who are the hosts, though? Uh, uh, um, the McElroy brothers. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Justin, Travis, and Griffin. Ah. Mm-hmm. Hence the name, my brother. My brother. And me. And me. Uh, so quality show that everybody but me likes, uh, <laughs> but it's the trade off. I get Carl. I will not say though, um, I didn't. You weren't like you weren't really like yucking it up through the trailer. I didn't like see a lot of like. Oh, it's not the kind of show. Super funny. Aqua Teen is not a laugh out loud show most of the time. Ah, uh, see, it's a uh, it's kind of a, like a, a weird absurd ride. Is it one of these where you, where every like fifteen minutes you'll go? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those where I'll watch it and I'll, I'll I'll call Sittler later and say I must get through this metal detector and then but you, I'm entirely made of metal and then it's uproarious laughter exactly that that's the problem is or, or the, the 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 quality that's that's the the catch but it's so funny to me the idea that when you hear it the first time you're like hmm, all right cool and yeah. then hey let me say it to you ha <laughs> yeah well I'll give you an example of that though. Oh, I'm uh, not there. I know why there's examples probably of me doing the same goddamn thing. No, no, no Gould. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? No, no Gould. No Gould. <laughs> That's not a laugh out line in the office. No, but, but I hear that now, I chuckle. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. Um, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. The office to me is another great example of that. Uh, and there are laugh out loud moments in that. Uh, uh, especially in later seasons as it takes on a little bit more of a sitcom feel. For sure. Oh, there's still things. I've seen every episode a hundred times. There's still things. That I'll be laying in bed, like falling asleep, and I'll hear a line, and it still will make me laugh. Yeah, but I'll tell you, there are lines like that in that show specifically, and another one that does that to me is Parks and Rec. Oh uh, yeah, party for down sure. Also, um, the mockumentary style, the cringe style, mm-hmm. um, where I am laughing more now, whereas the first times I saw it, I didn't laugh that much. Yeah, but now the humor is really there. The awkwardness has faded, and I just get the humor. You get the jokes. You know? It's just such good jokes. Yeah. Um. But I, I Aquadonk, Aquadonk Dinkerdom, Aquadonk Dinkerdom looks like it takes, uh, takes Engelbert Humperdinck, a, a, Engelbert Aquadonk, <laughs> Engelbert Aquadonk looks like it's going to be uh, in the a very similar uh, vein as the original show. So for fans of the original, it looks like it will be more of that. I am excited. Like I said, seasons five, six, seven, eight. I don't know. Later seasons of the show, I completely missed. Uh, but I will probably jump onto at least some of this to check it out. Just yeah. to check it out. Fair enough. Yeah. Let me know how it is. Uh, men looks terrifying. Well, yeah. Because men are terrifying. 100%. Yeah. This is a scathing indictment of of the existence of men as they are as a as a uh, gender, a species. Uh, it's a new horror film from A24 uh-huh. who have just become the fucking name in horror. And... and and just good indie filmmaking. Good, exactly. Know? But especially horror and thriller. Yeah. yeah I yeah. keep seeing that brand attached to some some Very stuff that's going to challenge your expectations of the world. And I love it. And yeah. That's Even the, though it's not for me. That's the thing is like it's 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 very much uh, on its... 
it's it's like there's a lot of subtext, but it's also very much on the surface. Like out of the gate, you get the uh, the Adam and Eve reference, you know, yep. of her eating the apple, and the guy's like, uh, "You shouldn't have done that." Uh, yeah. He didn't say it like that, but. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we got this woman staying at some kind of bed and breakfast in a, f- a faraway place. There's a, the owner is creepy. Uh, and then Quite. it turns out everybody's fucking creepy. Yeah. Well, you know. And we only see other men in this trailer. It seems to be her and only other men. Yes. And there seems to be an issue with one of them that may be an issue with many of them. There's several yes. characters acting out of sorts. And I got a very uh, a strange vibe of like maybe this is either... They're not really human men. There's some kind of interconnected thing. It, it's some kind of threat. I, I don't know. It feels very supernatural, very terrifying. I look forward to reading the wiki. All right. Yeah. But you I'm going to see this. You got to let me know how that one is. Yeah. It's uh, my favorite thing about it is just knowing immediately by the title alone that there's going to be a whole bunch of. Um, uh, white men in their trucks with their sunglasses. Um, now here's r- a thing: ranting and raving about it because if they were to record that video inside next to their girlfriend or wife, they'd be fucking single. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why all those videos are in their fucking car. If you ever wondered, um, <laughs> the uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of it, and I'm here for it, and I think it's gonna be really fun. A movie that's got uh, a horror theme based around. Uh, the issue of of a specific uh, gender, a specific type like that, is is going to be problematic for some people, and they're going to be very vocal about it. And there'll be a very very similar uh, ilk of of folk, yeah, that are the ones that are offended by it. And that's uh, the thing is is a lot of that's going to miss the point because it will very much miss the point. Yeah. Um. Whatever you as got, it always does. Yeah. Because, I mean, this this is going to be a cool idea no matter what. And it didn't have to be men. But the idea well, of... in my opinion... Yeah, of course. It of does course. have to be there men. There is a second level of, of, of horror there because of, of issues with the way that men treat women. Um, and have for the entirety of existence. But the basic idea of that every member of a group might be dangerous uh, uh, with a supernatural element, because this has a distinct supernatural... For this sure. is not just going to be that five guys are fucking with this woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be either... There's a horror thing to The this. preacher had a very... Uh, I thought... Every time the preacher showed up, I was like, is this a period piece? Why does he look like he has like a fucking George Washington wig on? Right, yeah, or he looks like, uh, what's his name, Malfoy's dad from Harry Potter. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> but I know Draco Malfoy hair. has white hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. His dad's got the long white hair. And Did I say his name right, Draco? Uh, is Draco the, the, the boy? Malfoy? Yeah, the little, the little boy. I don't fucking know. Harry Potter's That's nemesis? the only Malfoy I know. Yeah, because Lucius, Lucius Malfoy's his the dad. dad. Yeah. That's a good name. Yeah. The whole the whole Malfoy family had a look and a thing. They were and all cool names. Yeah, and and clearly just bisexual. The fucking lot of them. Lucius, every and Draco? single one of them. Yeah, wow. Lucius and Draco. Yeah, Lucius is a cool fucking name. It is. It's a good name. You know who's also cool? Lucius Fox over in Batman mythology. That's right. Yeah, played by Morgan Freeman. That's right. Learn something cool about Morgan Freeman. Oh shit! And and this is a, a tip for writers because uh, I was like I told you, just got here, took off my tie and my jacket. Coming from the, from the International Writers the Association International Beef Convention? Producers Convention of Oklahoma. Writers. What, beef producers. We were making beef. Uh, I'm a cattle We rancher. make holes in beef. We make holes in beef. Okay. That's how it went, right? I don't have a clue. You don't remember the We Make Holes in Teeth, the little cavity, uh, the cavity creatures? No, I don't remember the, that. It was like a. I just, if you start singing, I sing too. That's I just like my that, thing. though. I, yeah, I, I got your back, buddy. I 
I love that. Got you back. Everyone needs harmony. Uh, when you're writing, um, put the most important word at the end of the sentence. Oh. I will give you an example. Please do. It is not, Michael crashed his car on his way home from work today. Mm-hmm. It's, on his way home from work today, Michael crashed, crashed. his car. I get it. And when you watch Morgan Freeman speak, he always does that. Yeah. Because you can hear that in Morgan Freeman's oh, voice, can't you? On the way home today, Michael crashed his car. Michael crashed his car. Crashed his car. Because he also uses pauses effectively. That's true. Uh, the, the speaker at the convention, uh, man, I'm just giving, showing my cards. The speaker at the convention yesterday talked about putting the power words second. Or at yeah. the end of the sentence. Sure, sure. Put the power words at the end of the sentence. Yeah. Uh, and it was a two-day convention. That's why I was there yesterday and today. Uh, and at the end of the scene, the actors fucked. Yes, exactly. Not the actors fucked at the end of the scene. Yeah. 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 At the conclusion of the bad acting <laughs> top of the scene. And, 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 and the speaker at this uh, convention, he said that every sentence should be written like that. I like it. I, I I wonder because you you every if you're gonna do something the same way every time I wonder if your listener your reader will eventually get bored, but I'm curious to try it. Have we gotten bored with Morgan Freeman? Never once. Exactly. Never fucking case once. in point. I think only want more. Only. When it comes to Morgan Freeman, I only want more. more. <laughs> same with Keith fucking Morrison, baby. Another great one. Ah, oh, god. And he's narrating the thing about Pam. We'll talk about it at the end. That's my. We'll talk about it at the end. That's my pick. Oh, spoilers! Yeah, well, yeah spoiler spoilers! Alert. Spoiler alert! Uh, you didn't hear this, folks. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, third trailer. Uh, Uma. Uma, which I thought was an Uma Thurman biopic. It was. It's not, not. Which is a shame. I really wanted to see the Batman and Robin years. Yeah. Well, and I really want to see more about the making of the Avenger. Yes. Um, the one with um, uh, Sean Connery as the Weather Wizard. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I am the Weather Wizard. Goddamn. And the 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 Grateful Dead bears. There were Grateful Dead bears in that. Sort of. There. Oh yeah, we showed that. We talked about that. Yeah. Clip once. Oh yeah. Yeah. They like show up in a boardroom or some shit. Yeah, right? they're in yeah. a boardroom and they're all wearing big fucking colorful yeah. bear outfits. I might rent that later. Oh. Anyway, uh, I've been really wanting to go to another screening of the room. Speaking. Of I've been movies. thinking about that too. Oh man, God, that was fun. We need to hit up our old buddy Chuck. We Foxen really do. And see what's going on over see there. See if we can't host it or something. Let's host that. Oh shit. man, I would fucking love it more Wait. than anything in the I'll world. Say hi, Mike. Oh, hi, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I would be willing to let you call me Mike for that. Okay. I don't particularly like that these oh, well, days. And my middle name, of course, is Marcus, which short for Marcus oh, is... Oh, hi, Mark. There you go. Us. Uh, oh, hi, Marcus. Oh, 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 hi, 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 Michael. <laughs> if you have not seen The Room... number, If you haven't seen a screening of The Room, a live screening where they do all the like Rocky Horror-style audience participation... That's the fun part. It's the most fucking fun ever. But even just watching The Room stoned with a friend and just seeing what they put on film is just such an experience that movie um but yeah no we need to we need to see if we can't make that happen again because that's been a few years and that was so goddamn fun yeah we uh we had another idea about but anyways cinema we should talk about too off mic now we will about it. but it's also not an uma thurman biopic it, it is korean for mother mother for mother uh film star sandra oh uh-huh uh and uh and she is one- super creepy 
Yeah, it, it did look a little bit creepy. It started off as most horror films do with just the idyllic uh, relationship, a, a mother-daughter making honey mm-hmm. together. Yep. Talking about how they need some more bees. But very early on, they're showing uh, issues with conflict. There's no technology at the house. They don't have a phone, a car Yeah, her friend's up. busting her balls because she's like, you live so retro. Do you even have a cell phone? Yeah. And she's like, no. Instead of being like, no, I don't have a cell phone, asshole. Yeah. God, why you got to make me feel shitty about it? Uh, we see Sarah. Uh, we see someone drive up in a car. <laughs> the mom is panicking about. She's that. not happy about the sound of the engine. It seems like, right? Oh, okay. Because it says no motor vehicles past this point, oh, and then she starts panicking. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. I wonder if that's a thing because they're beekeepers. I wonder if that's a thing about the bees. Maybe. Oh, interesting. Anyway, we see uh, Sandra O. Uh, uh, a gentleman brings her own mother's ashes to her. And she seems among very other things, it seems like there's belongings as well. Yeah, all in a tr- a, a small trunk. And she seems sorts. very against the idea of having this. She don't want it. This dead woman stuff in her home. Doesn't want it. And didn't uh, like her. And then there's a very supernatural element. With, yeah. With 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 maybe Mama, maybe Uma is not even gone, as it were. Ooh, scary spooky, stuff. Spooky, spooky. Some really great. Uh, there's some very supernatural moments at the end where a, a, a character is kind of put in in some type of bondage. Yes. And I loved what we saw with the the special effects there. It was a very oh, new oh, I kind thought you of were just into the bondage. No, no. I mean, you know, <laughs> hey, what I do in my private time is uh, available on, yeah. on OnlyFans for only nineteen ninety five per. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, I th- you know what I really thought you were going to say for a second? I thought you were going to say available on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> Hilton's private moments. <laughs> uh, too hot for TV. <laughs> uh, Hilton Price. Too hot for TV. Do you remember? The Girls Gone Wild video. That's exactly what my brain went to. Did you think it of? Yeah. Where, where, that and the Jerry Springer too hot for TV. Yeah. L- well, late at night, they would sell these videos where college girls were showing their tits. They were doing more than that on the videos, though. Sometimes showing their, their, their down below, too. So they were straight up, like, having sex with each other and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, they like would. They would. They, they would have. Yeah, they'd have kind of like. Yeah, it was really, really bad. Funny, really, yeah. really, really bad stuff. Very exploitive. Oh, oh, yes. Completely exploitive. Yes. And it was, uh, you know, the idea was that they these guys were going to these spring break spots and just filming girls when they were drunk and, and being just, reckless and just filming what they were doing naturally and because they thought it was fun with no coercion whatsoever. Right. Well, but there was there was oh there was a lot yeah, of coercion. Were, yeah, they were giving them uh, money and beads and 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 more alcohol and and, and, and a lot of pressure yeah and oh yeah yeah and yeah it's a whole thing it's disgusting it's pretty fucking gross. disgusting and it was sold to us i mean you know, we we talked and about- i wanted to see every minute of it because i was a disgusting oh, little fucking pervert well we were we we, we didn't understand here's the no, thing no we didn't we didn't know better and it's literally on tv being told sold to us so we think it's a legit thing we think it's a lot an of okay it's on thing. us but a lot of it's on nobody there weren't a lot of people there to make us know. The you voices, know, to let us know that this, hey, this is fucking bad. There may have been voices speaking up, but they were not loud enough yet. They weren't. They hadn't been amplified uh, through 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 uh, growing social crowd, media. Through social media, through, didn't exist, and, and through the growing crowd of people sharing their opinion. You know, and so so props. There you go. Props to the people who twenty years ago were speaking up against that. Hundred percent. Because they hope. Sorry, we didn't hear you. Yeah, exactly. But but someone did and and echoed it, and and luckily that voice grew. And then so. luckily we grew as well and realized that that is fucking terrible. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of that shit though. And then the Springer one was like, hey, here's all the like fights and shit that you couldn't see. The and, like, fights and the curse and, and the like, hair pulling. Yeah, or like yeah, the people's pull, pulling each other's clothes off and shit. Mm-hmm. Also an incredibly ex- exploitive show. Yeah. 
Ay, ay, ay. The 90s were wild, Hilton. Speaking of exploitive shows, I saw Maury Povich is hanging up the hat. He is. It After got... 400 years on TV. What was... I love is the that he was able to, like, he got canceled. Yeah. He got, his show got canceled, and then he's like, well, I'm retiring. And everybody was like, ah, Maury retires after 30 years. And it's like, well, but what spawned the retirement? Yeah. Would he have retired if the show hadn't been canceled? Exactly. <laughs> he got canceled because it's a shit show. Well, but the finally, thing- people don't give a, don't watch that stupid shit anymore. But here's the problem. Like, you're, you're not well, wrong. People, people do. But- you're not wrong, but it's like it was on for 30 years. Sure, but the but it did get canceled. So unfortunately, like it was a successful shit show. You oh, know? very. Yeah. And that means there'll be another. Oh yeah, you there know? already are. There's tons of them. Exactly. There's tons of them. That's that's all reality TV is now. Is just uh, taking what used to be something like that and and f- and just forming something it into- private, something that should have been personal between people involved, and making it public fodder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, Maury Povich, when it comes to shitty daytime TV, you are the problem. <laughs> Glad you're done. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uma looks good, though. Sandra O oh looks awesome. I will She's not be watching so it. Good. She's good. I great. need to finish Killing Eve. I need to start it. I hear it's great. I was super, super into it. And then it was one of those things where, for some reason, I think it was that it was in between seasons. And I was waiting till I could watch it commercial free or all together or something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, I just didn't didn't pick it back up yet. And I really need to get back into it. Cause Becky watched it all. And like I said, I was super fucking into it. It's a good show. Yeah. And I'll tell you, uh, I, I I haven't watched it in years, and it is way too dramatic. And they fucking put the music at the 45 minute mark to get you to cry every episode. But she was fantastic on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, Becky know. can tell you all about that too. Did you ever watch that at all? No. Not even a little. Not my bag. The first couple seasons I was on, maybe the first two, three, four seasons. Uh, I've never enjoyed that type of programming. It's it, it all comes down to the characters and the writing. If th- those kind of dramas, and those both seemed bad to me because they're daytime soaps. Th- that they are, and I don't they, they like are effectively that. daytime soaps. Exactly. So, so you got to have characters that keep me interested along the way, and you got to have storylines that don't get too old to bore me out of it. Mm. And they managed it for a little while. I, I'll give them that. They managed it for a little while. And obviously, 17, 18 seasons in, they managed it pretty well for most people. Oh, sure. You know, for enough it's people to watch it. It's incredibly popular. Yeah, right. It's one of the longest, 18 seasons, one of the longest yeah. running shows. Really impressive, honestly. Yeah, uh, for I, sure. I'd forgotten all about it and then stumbled back onto it. Uh, I think during pandemic, a coworker mentioned she was watching it. Okay. So I pulled up the wiki and watching the the chart on wiki. I'm talking about wiki a lot today. I'm a, I'm a research guy. I do my own research on TV shows on a WikiLeaks on a, on a user editable website. <laughs> WikiLeaks, right? Uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, just digging out the Panama Papers. Um, Julian Assange, uh, free Julian. Is, is he the douchebag or is the other guy the douchebag? <laughs> he's, he's a, a douchebag. Douche yeah, yeah, he's a very Julian big Assange douchebag. Yeah. All right. So, um, Grey's Anatomy on Wikipedia, they'll have these charts of like when the character was on the show. So oh, they'll yeah. show you when they left and when a new one starts. They'll do that with bands and like yeah, exactly. So and so was keyboard from this time to this time, and uh-huh. then they dropped out, and then this guy played keyboard. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love those two because there's always that one guy that like only played keyboard at Rock and Rio in '93. Yeah, know? he's got like this little <laughs> sliver. It's like, hey, well, they, at least they put you on the wiki. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, it's like when uh, Cal Penn was on House. You know, it's a little tiny little thing, just you know? in, just, but it's just, in there. Just a year or two. Yeah, you know? it's in there. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so uh, so Grace is a fascinating example of a show that is uh, is is both uh, 
bad in ways, but also knows what it is, is playing to what it is and is doing well because of it. And and love it or hate it, Maury did that. Yeah. For all those assholes that wanted to know whether or not the dude is the father, there was your fucking show. But then you wonder, like, how much of that was real? Right? Good question. You know? Because it couldn't all be. They've got to be manipulating those storylines somewhere. Yeah. Of course. You would. Why wouldn't you? You yeah. want to stay on the air. You want ratings. You're not beholden to the truth. Yeah. Me at work, I'm beholden to the truth. We really, have a- really, you just got to find, like, a pregnant woman and someone else to to pretend there's controversy surrounding the pregnancy. Yeah. All you need is one friend willing to be a problem for an hour. Not hard. Yeah. Exactly. Especially To be on TV? Especially when you're getting paid. Um. My, uh, so when I was in uh, college, uh, I was very good friends with You two went girls. to college? I did. I did for at least Tight. an hour and a half. Uh, for, I knew two girls. We'll call them Cindy and Jan. Because that's their names. That's exactly their names. And Cindy and Jan went on the Jenny Jones show. <gasps> you remember Jenny Jones? I sure do. They went on Someone the Jenny Jones. got murdered because of that show. Exactly, yeah, that's true. That's why it was canceled. Uh, Jenny Jones um, had an episode, My Friend Dresses Too Sexy. <laughs> so Cindy and Jan went on the show, and Jan pretended that Cindy was dressing too sexy. And they were best friends and yeah. loved each other and, and had no negative opinions about how each other dressed. But Cindy was a sexy dresser, so they capitalized on it just to be on TV for fun. Uh-huh. Jenny Jones flew them out there, put them up, uh, I think even gave them a stipend. Oh, for sure. They get paid. Yeah. So they they got to have a, a fun little weekend in New York yeah, and be on TV. It's a vacation. And and my buddy Cindy forever has got this great shot of her coming out at like 19 years old in some sexy ass dress and and acting like it's a big deal. Nice. Too fucking fun. Nice. Are are Cindy and Jan uh, against each other? The closest of friends. Still to this day. Not even the slightest bit judgmental. Still to this day. Good folks. Love it. Love Cindy, it. Cindy Jan, you're great. You're the best. Marsha's the problem. Not so much. Uh, um yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's pretty fucking wild that that shit was so goddamn popular. Um, but that that man, uh, he murdered that guy because of their dumb fucking show. Jenny Jones. Yes. This was a coming out episode. This was a well, guy who... Well, this was... No, this was... Wasn't this a guy who was, like, expressing his love for a friend? He was... It was, like, under the pretense of someone has a secret crush on you. Yeah. Um, but it was a guy that he had apparently already, like, um, you know, not been interested in um, or something like that. They knew each other. It was like his he the, thought it was going to be his friend, but it was his friend's roommate or something <coughs> like that. Um, but basically, they brought him there under false pretense. They embarrassed him on live television, mm-hmm. and he, in turn, murdered that guy. Yeah. Uh, and that's super fucked up. Yeah. That's really fucked up. Well, and it just it it's they the Jenny Jones producers it was thought it was to, all fun and games. It was, and here's the thing though: is like it, you know it it's one thing if like they had no idea it was going to turn out that way, but their goal was to embarrass him. Their goal was to get a reaction of oh, exactly. it's not who you think; it's a gay guy, and you're not gay. Yeah, <clears throat> in the nineties, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, and that's a big part you got to remember is in the nineties. Yeah. Like, when there was still so much volatility around the idea of being gay. Well, and around the idea of a gay man being attracted to you. That was another thing. Men would get so fucking angry at the thought of a man being attracted to them. Yeah. Of the thought of, like, oh, that guy would 
that guy would fuck you if given the chance. Yeah. And that somehow angers them to the point of violence. Yeah. And that's incredibly insecure and super fucked up. And it was how um, there was... It was probably a majority of men at the time. Yes, exactly. We still see that, of course. There's still oh, 100% danger exists. to gay men uh, and, and, and obviously uh, men who are so uh, foolish and ignorant as to think that they need to resort to violence just when they're around another uh, a man who is gay. But, but it was really probably the majority of men back then. We're talking, you know, 20, 20, 25 or so years ago, you know. Uh, and uh, it's just a good reminder that things have changed a lot and more change is still needed. You know what would be really neat is if you could get to the point where you could realize that uh, if, if, if someone's attracted to you, uh, man, woman, uh, doesn't matter. You should be um, complimented. And, and, and if someone says that they are not interested, they should not have to worry about. Yeah, it, you exactly. Know, you know, it should. Yeah, you it should, should live in a world where someone sides. can say, I really, you know what? That's very flattering, but I'm not gay. Yeah. And then and that's it's done. It. And then if maybe if there's friendship after that, great. But that's it. It's just re- maintaining. I have literally and done respecting that. Respecting the boundaries. I've literally said almost those exact words. Yeah. Like I'm flattered, but I'm just I'm not gay. Yeah. Thank you. Well, and you know it's it's Thank always you very much for boosting my ego. Well, and we always you know we always write it in this style that it's just like that if I'm not gay, so I'm not interested. I am gay, and I'm often not interested. Sure, sure, you know? sure, sure. It's it, it's also always painted with that wide brush of like, oh, that's it, just got to be gay. No, yeah, no, you know, no. we just got to get back to this mutual respect point. One hundred. Hey, you up for it? No, I'm not. Cool. Yeah, that's it. And and if and if if there's an insecurity in your life that leads you to being angry at at the idea of of someone finding you attractive, cut um, it out. Seek therapy. Yeah, go, stop that. Uh, anyway, speaking of stopping that, uh, you know who's going to stop that is Doja Cat. I just found out she started it. And I know, we just became fans. Yeah, we, we've only recently jumped on the Doja Cat train. She says she's quitting music in a Twitter rant late Thursday, March 24th. Wow. Quote, this shit ain't for me, so I'm out. Y'all take care. The quote, need to know singer said on Twitter. It's gone and I don't give a fuck anymore. I fucking quit. I can't wait to fucking disappear and I don't need you to believe in me anymore. Everything is dead to me. Music is dead to me and I'm a fucking fool forever thinking I was made for this. This is a fucking nightmare. Unfollow me. Her tweets come after fans from Paraguay alleged Doja Cat didn't show the country enough attention. Not a single photo being in Paraguay, not a single tweet, not a single Instagram story. You made us empty. Fan Sophie Zabatini uh, tweeted at the singer. The 26-year-old responded to a few tweets that have since been deleted, saying, I'm not sorry, and I moved on. I'm just going to let everybody be mad. She had, I'm not taking pictures again with anybody else after this tour. I mean, girl, chill. I'm going to take the other stance, man. I think that there's a lot, there's far too many... Um, expectations is not the right word. Um, I think that fans think that they're uh, entitled to a lot more of an artist than than sometimes they truly are. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that there's this idea that if you're seeking fame, that you're somehow seeking for, uh, you know. I don't know, man. It's it's. You're tough. saying that it's Doja tough. shouldn't quit just because these Paraguayan fans are being douchebags. 
No, I'm saying that I understand the the wanting to quit okay. because of expectations put on you by by fans, by the industry itself. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? By I mean, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's it's rougher. And it's especially as a female artist, do you have any 20s. idea how many fucking people are probably telling her what she can and can't eat, what she can and can't wear, what she can and can't say, who she can and can't hang out with? Yeah. Like, fuck that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing is like, most of these people, you, you know, a musician at their core, they want to make music. You know, yeah, some of a lot of us, we want fame. Of course, it's part of it. But yeah. like, you want to do your art. But don't quit. Like, just you got to tune those people out. And especially, I'm sorry. That's just, a lot to ask. I guess you're probably right. It's a lot to ask, man. Imagine. Yeah. Like I said, imagine every time you wake up, you have a team of people all day. Yeah. When you're an artist that big, you have to realize she's not alone hardly ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's got handlers and like PR people and like all the, you know what I mean? There's people around that, that girl 24 fucking seven almost. She's yeah. probably alone when she goes to sleep. Yeah. And there's a lot of expectations from, from wake up to, to sleep time day in and day out of, of how you have to act, how you have to be, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. to, to say that, that uh, it's, it's, you know, easy to, Sure, oh. there's a lot of fun stuff. You're fucking getting a lot of money, and you're going around the world, and you're seeing, and you're and you're playing music, and that part's great. But like, the 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 nitty gritty of the American music industry, and not even just the American music industry, but just major music industry is is pretty fucking dark and dirty. Oh it, yeah, it really is, man. Most of them are, man. Hollywood's no different. It's true, you know. It's fucking terrible. Well, and it's 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 money. We treat art as if it's just something that people should be happy we accepted from them. Yeah. You know what? It's like, hey, I came, I listened to your band. You should be fucking grateful. Yeah. Hey, I bought your painting. You should, you should be fucking grateful. You know? Hey, I watched your TV show. You should be fucking grateful. And you owe thing, me now. Every single, almost every time, that artist, that creator, that musician, that, that performer, they are grateful. But when you get to this level that they're t talking about something that is so much bigger than the um, uh, one, you know, we're not, we're not talking about five people that listen to our show. We're not talking about five people that are going to see uh, a comedy routine. We're talking about millions of people worldwide. Sorry, guys, you can't all demand her gratitude at once. It's true. You, you, she, she, there's no way she can thank everyone. That's impossible. And that's why I understand when you're like, you know what? Fuck this. I quit. But, you know. I'm going to go sell real estate. I guess. I guess. I just hate to see her quit, man. Oh, I do too. You but know? I'm just saying I understand. I would I would rather she turn I would off her damn she, Twitter yeah, I would rather. Yeah, I would rather she soldier through too. But to say, you know, that, that she just should be expected to do that is, you know, yeah. it's not taking into account someone's uh, mental health. Fuck Paraguay. Yeah, you guys be nice. Fuck, fuck, you know, not the whole country. Fuck Paraguayan Doja Cat fans. Yeah. What's that, up, y'all? Whoever was mean. At me. <laughs> Come on, I dare you. Yeah. Speaking of uh, quitting things, uh, you know who, who needs to quit? Uh, Hollywood needs to quit Tom Cruise, and more specifically, other famous Scientologists. So I guess Tom Cruise is hitting some walls with Paramount. Uh, they're wanting to to really see some of the brands of his. Sure. That they've got access to Mission Impossible, Days of Thunder. What they don't understand is that those things don't belong to them. They yeah. belong to Elron. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because everything of Tom Cruise's belongs to Elrond. Uh, more important, uh, it, it belongs to David Miscavige. Really. Yeah, Where, where's Shelly, David? Where's Shelly? Where's Shelly? You know who fucking knows? Tom fucking Cruise. Tom Cruise knows. Guaranteed she, he, he knows, knows where she he is. He knows exactly. Where's Shelly, Tom? Mm-hmm. Where's Shelly, Tom, with your creepy ass stare? That's what Hollywood needs to do. Every fucking uh, interviewer... With a pair of, uh, of uh, testicles, of, of nuts, Testi- testicles, uh, you know, metaphorical nuts, testicles, metaphorical, yeah, uh, or actual, I don't care. Should should be uh, at some point in their interviews, just saying, uh, Tom, where is Shelley Miscavige? Also, we don't want to work with you anymore. Yeah, it's weird that he's still so popular. I guess I guess that's weird to me because I I haven't given a shit about Tom Cruise, not even outside of Scientology, even before we began our crusade against Scientology. Sure, um, he's just dumb. He's yeah. He's he lame. seems like a fucking weirdo. Like I remember, Which my, he, I mean, uh, he is a fucking weirdo. I think minority, report. but he comes off like like a guy that if you were around him, you'd be like, man, you're really pretty and and you have a charm about you. But what's going on with you? I don't even think he's that charming. Like I remember Minority Report watching I think that. It's just, just that people like, wanted to just bang not him. That great. It's, is that it? And it's always the same. Like the dumb smile is always the same, and, and the, the, the dumb little do you head mean nod. The, the deeply empty smile you know um, has no soul behind it whatsoever uh bale christian bale his american psycho character was based on an interview with tom cruise oh that makes so much motherfucking sense and he specified that it was the dead eyes that really tipped him off yeah and you watch tom cruise interviews uh since then and dead, yeah dead, dead eyes dead. something's nothing, nothing going on there there's nothing there yeah it's all it's yeah it's, it's creepy it's all surface um also have you have you seen all of these mission impossible movies no we're on number seven now i think i saw two i saw i know i saw one i saw number one and number three three was the one with um oh what's his name the guy john voight that's the one was that three no was that one uh he's in one he's the bad guy in one that's the one i remember i think i saw two I'm pretty sure I saw two. Two was the one where he jumps the motorcycle, and it was done by uh, some action director. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, uh, someone known for like some of the some of the Hong Kong action movies. Um, John Woo? No, I'll find it. Uh, but anyway, number three was directed by J.J. Abrams and featured. Um, uh, who else was in that? Really? Philip Seymour Hoffman as the oh. bad guy. And it had a psychological twist to it. It was kind of cool. Uh, MI2 was directed by John Woo. That's who, I who directed it. Hard Boiled. You did yeah. say that, yeah. So um, uh, so it was very much known for its action, whereas 3 got kind of psychological. Uh-huh. Uh, and then after that, I just kind of fell off. I stopped caring. But they just kept fucking making them. There's six of those movies now. Seven? They're making seven. Right. And they've even started filming number eight. So wait, what was So this is the Fast and Mission Impossible at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's man. My favorite is when he when he messed up his ankle filming what was it 7? Yeah, maybe. And uh uh it's so funny to me because based on what I know of Scientology and the bridge, yeah. Um that is supposed to be impossible that he break his ankle. Yes. Because he's like He's supposed to have superpowers. Beaten level nine or whatever. Uh, OT eight. Yeah. OT. Well, he might be OT nine now because I think I think David Miscavige invented OT nine. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 
Is it, is that's that what, the that's the level of of hubris that David Miscavige is coming with now. He, he has made his own OT level. Yeah, is that it used to be like whatever Elrond said, that's what it was, um, and no one can ever add or subtract, and that's what it is. And now he's like, but yeah, also, uh, uh, I found this shit allegedly. Sure, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw that out there. So I I don't know. Maybe I need to go back and watch some of these movies because the fact that there's six of them suggests they're doing something right. I guess they keep fucking whatever making money. you do, don't pay for it. No, I'll pirate it. That's fine. yeah, exactly. I'll steal from them. Yar, fuck yeah. you, Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise, you and your whole goddamn crew. He be a landlubber, Tom Cruise. Also, where's Shelley? Uh, where's Shelley, Tom? Well, she is also in probably in the high seas. <laughs> yeah, she is. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. We will definitely, we should probably keep saying that Lots every time we... Allegedly. Yes. Um, Don't sue us. Can't sue us. We're not, we're, this is not an individual business. I dare you. Uh, not really. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. His haircut has changed quite a bit from number two to number three. A much shorter haircut. Mm-hmm. And I guess number four was Ghost Protocol. What's that mean? And then number five was Rogue Nation. What's that mean? And then number <laughs> six was... Fallout. That's when his butthole. Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout. Those are some dumb fucking movie names. Yep. Yeah. Dumb movie. And I guess they've all been written by, the last two were written by this Christopher McQuarrie guy. I'm sure they're fun to watch. Probably. And some of them have cool people in it. They have big special effects. Because that's the whole thing is uh, he does his own stunts. Oh, Renner's in, in Ghost Protocol? I like Renner. Simon Pegg. I like him too. I know. Oh, that's what I said. All right. All right. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll steal it for them. <laughs> I might steal it for them. I don't know. Oh, oh, we got to talk about this. Oh, yeah. What is this even about? This is about uh, uh, a strategy guide, a okay. guide to get through the game Super Mario 64. Okay. Released in 1996, the launch game for the Nintendo 64 system. What's cool about this guide, released only in Japan, was they built full-size dioramas what? of each stage so that they could show you how the stage was laid out. Whoa. Uh, the book was released in 1996 in Japan. It was called Super Mario 64 Complete Clear Guidebook. Um, and it featured multiple dioramas uh, built out of, I don't know, clay or something to show you the layout of each stage. Fascinating. And you're looking at some of these pictures here. I'm, I'm reading an article from Kotaku. Um, uh, and you can see some gameplay photos around it. But look at this. And and as a gamer... It's really, uh, it's really fun to look at. It's very pleasing. Very cool. And it would honestly help me get around the game. Yeah. To, absolutely. To sit with this at my side I while strugg- playing. I struggled with... That it was the first time it went from 2D to 3D. Exactly. Right? And it was tough. And I really struggled with the the, the mechanics. Yeah. We've talked at length about how that 3D transition was a bit of a oh, rough spot for so, you. So, because, I mean, it was all we knew was the 2D. Oh, all yeah. we knew was left to right. Yeah. You, th- you could turn around. What? What? Well, and it it, <laughs> it, it it suddenly brought up new ideas. Like, if if, if you didn't see it Our over brains there, handle if it. you didn't see it over there, maybe it was up there. Maybe uh-huh. it was under there. You yeah. know, it gave us new levels to look for things. And it 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 it, it Mario 64 changed gaming forever. It blew my little brain. Uh obviously gaming was going 3D. 
uh, the, the PlayStation came out a year before. Tomb Raider had come out already. We we knew 3D was happening. Yeah. Uh, the Jaguar, the Saturn, even even earlier, uh, 64 and Genesis games like Star Fox and Hard Drive and had already experimented with 3D. Um, but now, with uh, its unique camera control, with its dedication to solid gameplay and easy control, challenging to learn it, but once you learned it, it was the easiest 3D we control we had at the time. Yeah. It was still better than Tomb Raider with its tank controls. It was still better than something like um, a Sonic Dash with its crappy camera or Sonic R with its crappy camera. Um, it was... It set the standard by which 3D games existed later. But even so, we needed help to get through it. Huh. And these guides had to be in, invaluable for the kids in Japan. I think I've... I think I've uh, uh, aside from probably... <laughs> I think every game that I've beaten after Super Mario World on... Super Nintendo. Yeah. And anything that I've beaten after that, I have probably looked up a guide or tutorial of some sort. Yeah. At least once. Many times I still do. Just because I'm not here to get stuck and replay this damn stage my whole life. Nope. I'm ready to move on. I I will do it a few times. Yeah, of course. You got to try. Then I will get to a point where I'm like, what am I missing? What the fuck? Yeah. Just get me to the next challenge. I want to get through this game. I want to move on to something else. It's, it's not to me a hit to my ego to get a little help. Hell no. That's not a problem. I like getting help, Hilton. Uh, so this guy, why? Why? Cause like you said, then you get to finish. (laughs) Like who, uh, what's satisfying about like, I spent six months on this goddamn stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you go insane. So 16, We we got bills to pay. We can't, I don't got time for this. No. I want to see the end. And I'm sure a guy like this was invaluable for that, for kids sure. in the 90s. 16 years later, obviously, tough to find. It's a Japanese-only item. Uh, these pages were scanned and put online. But then Nintendo got a Nintendo. It has taken down the scans. They were like, no. No, you can't have help. If you can track down the Kotaku article, you can get a chance to look at three of them. If you get help... You are going to get it from us, and you're going to pay for it. But the rest that were uploaded have been taken down by Nintendo. Probably with a cease and desist, because that's how Nintendo loves to do everything. They do. They do like to cease and desist. Yeah. Uh, so, come on, Nintendo. Get it together. Be cooler. Yeah. One of the uh, the greatest companies when it we comes to- We love you. Be cooler. creative properties, constantly working against your fans who are just trying to share and encourage the love of your products. You got to find a balance, guys. Uh, Sega has done so well in this game. Um, I don't know if you know the story about M2. Uh, this was a company that was making fan-based remakes of Sonic and Sonic 2. Uh, illegal at its heart, using an existing property owned by another Speaking company. Speaking of... Uh, but uh, Sega hires them, and Tails- that's who's made all the um, the ports of their games recently. Okay. Hire the people that are causing... That are that are making these items. Don't sue them. Because, yeah... Uh, Speaking of, did you, did you notice that Tails had a cameo in Uma? I did see Tails had a cameo in Uma. We did. We saw a little Katsune Fox. Yeah. Uh, that was a nice touch, too. Uh, I, and I don't know much about the Katsune. Uh, that's a creature of what I thought was Japanese folklore. Uh, maybe it is also Korean, uh, since we talked about how this is this was... This was a Korean. Well, she movie. she mentioned Korean folklore. In, yeah, in yeah, the trailer. Yeah, they. I think they established that this was these women were of Korean descent. Correct. Yeah. Um, and is Sandra is Sandra O Korean? I'm gonna look her up real quick. I'm almost positive. 
Because that would be great too. Because we often see uh, she's Canadian American, but let's find out what her what her well uh, yeah uh, her her descendancy is. Um, South Korean immigrants. She's uh, the child of South Korean immigrants. Uh, and, and I love that, too, because there's all often in, in films that star Asian actors and actresses that are produced here in America, we've often just treated them as interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, you know, many people uh, have a difficult time telling apart people of different Asian countries, mm-hmm. um, uh, myself included. Um, uh, you know, if you line up several Asian people and say, name what country they're from, I'm going to pull an American shrug emoji. Um I've I've learned uh, that there's uh, it, you can tell a lot from the last names. Oh, cool! That's mm-hmm. great. That's great. That's a good good technique to to rely on. And it's sort of the same in uh, like uh, in in uh, Italians. Like uh, you know, most of the people whose names in O are usually like from Sicily or something. Oh, I believe so. Zampino, correct? Sicilian. I think we think. I think possibly. That's okay. how much I look into my quote culture. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Other but, than I fucking love lasagna, baby. Yay. Garfield, this bitch. Pasta so good. I, it really is, though. It's good stuff. So fucking good. It's um, so good. I made, I made Have rap- you had a meatball? Oh, they're the best. Like a really good fucking Yeah, meatball. made with meat by mm. an Italian person. Fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I want to make meatballs tonight. You should do it. I'm going to make meatballs tonight. Make meatballs, meatballs tonight. tonight. Make meatballs tonight. Uh, so glad Wait, to see. What was the original version of that? Uh, I feel like chicken tonight. chicken tonight. That's okay, what I was going to say. Thank pizza you. tonight. <laughs> Get, break me off a piece of that Chrysler Pit- car. Pizza bagel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So glad to see Koreans being cast in a movie about Koreans. Very cool. Glad to see the scary movie features the Kitsune. That's a cute little fox that we don't see getting enough attention. Is Tails technically a Kitsune? No, Tails is a marketing character <laughs> created by Sego Japan. No, no, but I'm saying like when they created him, were they saying this is a... I don't it, know. Let's, let's find out. Is I Tails mean, because they were saying a, Sonic was a motherfucking hedgehog. Uh, is Tails a Kitsune or a fox with a genetic mutation? This is from Reddit. Tails uh, is a Kitsune, but doesn't know it. <laughs> He's a he is the dumbest Katsune. <laughs> but does a fox know it's a fox? That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. That's like, I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, does does any animal know they are that animal? Do they have that level of comprehension? Like a dog thinking I'm a dog. Yes. Like, no. <laughs> of course he doesn't know he's a Katsune. We're the only species that knows we're what a species. we are. Yeah. <laughs> they might know that other shit is different from them, but they don't know, like, I am a this thing. I will say though, uh, Dogs Mostly because we made up that thing at some point. I know that my dogs know that they are a good boy. That's true. So so they know something. Yeah. So there is that. My dogs know that they're good girls, but they also know they get yelled at. <laughs> that is true. Because they be bad sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Pick some plugs. Oh, let's do it. Uh, what do you got? I need to think about it. What do you got? Okay. Well, we need to talk about the thing about Pam. We got to talk about the thing about Pam. It's fucking so good has it how many episodes in are you only two unfortunately there's okay. only three out okay um but uh we you know we've got we we had flooring being installed this week so most of our uh, equipment was torn down and moved gotcha. around uh so we're, we're a little behind but it the way that they are incorporating the narration the way the way it's being done is so fucking enjoyable really I mean, I'm really, really, really into almost every aspect of it. Um, Great. It, it is kind of fun seeing the way they like hide the the bodysuit that uh, that Renee Zellweger's in. Yeah. Um, 
That's who's playing her, right? Renee Zellweger. Yeah, absolutely. okay. Yeah, I don't sure know why I like, had a blank moment. It's, it's not Keith Morrison playing no. her. No. Um, but, uh, you know, like little things where like, okay, like so if you're putting on like a, a, a fat suit, so to speak, or like the, now it's something that goes over like, and it's, you know, the whole arms and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, what's the, 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 the spot that's hard to mask is the wrist, right? Where it meets the sure. wrist. So you notice she's always got like, Thicker race bracelets and and watches on little okay. things like that. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, the way they're shooting the scenes, the way they're incorporating the narration, um, the way that Keith Morrison is like thick throughout, I'm just I'm fucking loving it, nice. loving it. And it's just such a fucking wild story, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, if you haven't listened to the thing about Pam, it's six episodes that are each around thirty minutes, some shorter. Uh, it is a breeze to get through six episodes, uh, and it's all out, obviously, because it's been out forever. Yeah. So you can binge it in three hours. And say it again: Peacock or Paramount? Which one's it on? Peacock. Peacock. Okay. Yes, because it's an NBC. It's Dateline. Dateline NBC. Of was, course. Did yeah. The thing about Pam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah great. Yeah. Okay. Um. And holy shit, man! Like I said, uh, I I do not know that I would be as on board with it if they hadn't if they weren't doing all the incorporation of of Keith Morrison's narration in it. Very cool. Yeah, it's pretty great. I uh, I got to tell you, it's another one. Uh, Peacock's the only one that I don't have any access to right now, and that may be the thing to pull me over and jump on that free trial. And the the extended slash producers, directors cut episodes of The Office. That the are super on fan. There, the super fan episodes. Those are pretty worth it. They're great, huh? They really are worth it. Yeah. Some of the episodes don't have much extra, but some have like... Extra 12 minutes. I've heard you know, I've like, heard some yeah. are much longer. Yeah, significantly longer. Well, I will. I, I hate to spill the beans, and obviously we are only in season five. We've got a long road to go before we even start to get to that point, but Mr. Brian Sittler and I have talked about whether or not we need to start looking into those super fan episodes once we get through the original run. Mm-hmm. So, uh, office fans, stick with us over on the P four, the quad P, and let us. Uh, let it us could know what be something think. where you um, tackle multiple episodes in in one. You know, to sort of sort of talk about what was left out. What well, maybe, maybe, but I got to tell you, since we've been back on mic, uh, we've been putting out some pretty long episodes. Okay, so there's, uh, we're there's doing a great job about uh, getting uh, a lot covered, which okay. is great. Uh, really, really, really enjoying being back on that show, Brian. If you're listening. Glad to be back on the mic with you, buddy. Yeah. I'm so. glad you guys are back, too. And Pam and the thing about her sounds great. Go and check that out as well. Yeah, 100%. Listen to the podcast and then start the show. Man. Got a new toy. What'd you get? This one, man. You guys know my love of the mini consoles. I've been enjoying uh, this new wave of bringing uh, classic games back into our living room in new forms. Uh, the the mini, uh, the Nintendo classic, the Super NES classic. I've loved those. And then recently, these little mini arcade cabs have been cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, we talked about the... You brought one over. It was very cool. The Astro City Mini. Yeah. yeah I brought that over uh, with all the old Sega games on it. It's got Space Harrier on it and uh, stuff like that. Got a new one this week. Uh, Taito uh, put out the Egret 2 Mini, which is uh, their own little uh, candy cabinet that uh, would have interchangeable games. It was a full-size arcade unit that had interchangeable games. And we're talking stuff like Space Invaders, Elevator Action, a lot of shooters like, um, oh, uh, crap, the, the, the games list is, is, is escaping me, so I'm going to pull that up real quick. But uh, uh, very cool uh, little mini arcade system uh, with, you know, it's got Ninja Kids, Darius Guy, Den, Outer Zone, Tatsujin, a lot of these games, uh, classics of the arcade. Um, 
Eleanor, Eleanor would freak out knowing there's a game called Ninja Kids. Really? Because she is a ninja kid. She is. She makes you well aware of that. She strives to be the ninja kid. She wants to be a ninja kid. What I love about this system, too, these arcade units are great. This Darius Gaiden, brother of Ninja Gaiden. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, actually, Darius Gaiden, this, that's what this is here. It's a space shooter uh, where you're a little ship fighting ships that are shaped like giant fish. That's their weird shtick. Huh. Um, this is a horizontal shooter, but yeah. one thing that this machine does, which is very interesting, is it is... Um, um, the screen is normally horizontal, but when you play vertical shooters that would normally have a vertical-oriented screen, you can pop out the screen and turn it and put it back in, so now it's the right shape for a vertical shooter. Interesting. It actually push on it, and it pops out, and you can actually turn it and pop it back in, and it feels very secure. The idea of manipulating the screen sounds a little sketchy. You sure. wonder, is that safe? Is that okay? Yeah, uh, now. Feels safe and fine yeah. on here. Uh, and, and I got to tell you, I, I've only had the unit a couple days now, but I'm extremely pleased with it. Nice. It's been You'll very, have to very bring cool. it next week. I will. In fact, if I hadn't been coming here from the Oklahoma Association of Broadcasters Conference, I would have. I know. I would have. Interesting. All right, cool. Well, uh, I think we did good. I think we did. We, we, we did things. We good did. or bad, we will leave the judging up to the ages. Yeah, let God judge us. Take it from me. I love you. <laughs>